Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. That'd be us. That would be us. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Tony. How are you? And you are listening to the Tony Sanders Outdoor Show with Rob and Tony this early morning. Beautiful morning. Mm-hmm. 57 degrees. Feels nice. It was a little bit more brisk yesterday morning. I will say that. It was significantly brisk. I, I really liked it. Yeah, you start to say that sounds like a bad thing. No, no, I enjoyed it. It was very, very nice. Refreshing. 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 Say hello to our button pusher, Taylor. Good morning. Taylor, we're going to see. This is how we make Taylor Good morning. Get, get his microphone up there. Yeah. We'll talk to him and then watch him panic. And we'll wait till he puts the mic back down and yeah, say then something we'll else to him. And, yeah. yeah, it'll be like, like a seesaw in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Oh, pretty much. Mess with it. Mess with the producer. Yep. Of course, then the producer makes you sound really bad on the air. Well, that's not hard. No, that's true. That's true. We have, um, it, I got kind of tickled. Uh, <laughs> I posted something last night that I had no idea what we were going to talk about today. And that hadn't changed. But it was just kind of funny to listen to the comments. Oh, yeah. Or see the comments on. I did some show prep. There's just not a lot going on out there right now. Um, the doldrums we have them too yeah you know it's the middle of fishing season you know if there's a record we'll let you know about it but other than that you know nobody wants to tell us where they're fishing or how how they're fishing or what they're catching you know obviously but uh could be worse i went out thursday morning and uh friday morning and fished uh thursday morning i went out to uh chickamauga and it was slow. I think that front that came through just mm-hmm. really shut everything off, and it was very slow. I ended up catching three or four bluegill, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, it definitely is uh, kind of interesting. Now, you know, one of the things we can talk about, which I did not see in your show prep, was the results of uh, the uh, fishing deal last week with fishing with the deputy. The results, I didn't see. There them. were no results. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I was. But I mean, the 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 impact it had. How's that? Okay, sure. It was a way cool deal. It was rainy, but there were still a lot of kids out there, and uh, the probably the um, the one that stole the uh, the day, whatever you want to call it. There was a young man out there that caught his first fish. Oh, awesome. He was born without uh, most of his arms and most of his legs. Hmm. And he had the best attitude. So he catches this fish, and it was a little bit over two ounces. Okay. And so he's going to weigh it in. You had all the people were watching, right? Um, all the TV cameras were filming. This young man was oblivious to all of it. All he wanted to know was how much that fish weighed. 
It was the coolest thing. <laughs> uh, I believe his name, was, young man's name was Andrew. That's very nice. Um, it was it was the coolest thing to watch. And then there was a young lady there. Um, young lady, she was probably in her twenties. Uh, she caught a huge fish right there on the at the parking lot. It was the funniest thing. I'm sure she had the biggest fish. I'm sure. But uh, but it was, no, it was something else to watch, to see all these kids out there. The rain, kids did not care about the rain. The adults cared about the rain. The kids were just out there having a ball, getting soaking wet. Of course. Uh, spent a lot of time. Buddy Gross was uh, was great with the kids. He was out there on the pier with them. And um, it was just, it was really, it was, it was really a cool deal. To, uh, to watch these young people. And uh, you can go to, I posted a lot of pictures. I just was randomly taking pictures. But I was walking around talking to the kids and stuff. And it was just fun. It was way fun. So everybody had a big time. They did. That's they great. did. And on free fishing day, you know, that if you can get a kid interested, and pardon the pun, but if you can get them hooked on fishing, maybe they won't be playing video games all their life. Well, you know, the, everybody was asking where the trout professor was to. Well, my mom came into town, and I was entertaining, so I cooked up a lot of stuff. For my mom came in for a visit, so I was showing her the sights of Chattanooga, showed her around, and uh, had a very nice visit with mom. So good. It's good to have her down. So it was a big success. Uh, I think there were some people that were uh, were troubled by the rain because it was raining uh, a lot. And hey, I got a newsflash for you. What's that? You know the rain jackets I bought that's got our logo on it and all that stuff? Yeah. They suck. <laughs> okay. I mean, it sucks bad. Note to self. It, uh, it, it's great for a drizzle. Downpour, not oh, so much. Oh, God. I mean, I was soaked. So it's a sprinkled jacket. It is not a rain jacket. You are correct. Okay. Now, I may take some Scotch Guard and try to make it a rain jacket, but I was soaked. Oh man! And and this was and this was literally for three or four minutes. I was standing up on the stage, you know, saying something to the, the anglers. So I went to a car. Luckily, the uh, uh, and if you're looking for a, a, a Father's Day gift, let me tell you, this is it. There was my Carhartt jacket, my green one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I went and took the Tony Sanders Outdoors jacket off and put the Carhartt jacket on. And stay dry the rest of the day in the downpour. So, well, you kind of get what you pay quality. for. Yeah, quality. Yeah, I was going to say Carhartt's a little bit better brand than than our brand X or whatever it is. Yeah, I've bought a lot of things from Sportsman's Warehouse of the years. That is by far my favorite purchase of for something that works. I've got a, uh, I've got two wading jackets that I wear. I brought. I've got a, a lightweight one, and I've got one that is much much heavier that I wear maybe once every five years. It's very similar material to your Carhartt jacket. Yeah. It's very thick. It's got hand warmer pockets. It's made for winter fly fishing, and it's a – I've worn it once, and it was snowing on us. And I was fine, you know, but 99 times out of 100, I wear my other wading jacket. And you got to buy a good rain jacket. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Well, i tell you what. Uh, the gray one looks great. <laughs> Looks good, but it does not perform in the rain. It's got our name on it, though. It does have our name on it, uh, 
but I have discovered I can put our name on anything. <laughs> That's true. Maybe, <laughs> you know, hey, Carhartt, you know, we're, we're pushing your product here. Yeah, give, really? Give us a call, 267-1023. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to rethink that before the winter time gets here. I can assure you. I think so. I think so. <laughs> Cause soaking wet in, in 70 degree weather is okay. Yeah, that's fine. Soaking wet in 20 degree weather is not so much. No. And I've always said when I was, you know, I went to school at Eastern and, um, I always hated winters there because it would be like 34 and raining. It wouldn't snow cause we were on the we we're on the downhill side of the mountains. Not, they'd get snow up in the mountains and snow on the other side of the mountains, but we got the wet, cold rain I, and that bone-chilling cold rain, whereas, you know, if it was snow, you could, you know, dust yourself off. This is the stuff that just soaked you to the bone and made you cold. And, and basically from October till February, it was like 33 degrees and raining. So, yeah, good quality good quality rain jacket is, is Really good half. <laughs> definitely, 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 definitely. All right, we're going to have uh, a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, we've got uh, the new high school champions mm-hmm. of the, uh, what, the Bassmaster High School Wild Card Tournament. Correct. Uh, our own, very own Ray County's freshmen. Good for them. Two freshmen. Uh, we've got some uh, idiots outside. Yes, got got an update actually on a story we did uh, a, a little while ago too on that uh, walleye record. The guy who yeah. said it was snagged. We've got an update to that one. Uh, North Dakota has made their ruling, so we will get to that too. Cool. Then uh, we also got um, some idiots outside. Mm-hmm. I said that. We got dirty hippie news. We do. Man, this is hey, this is this is shaping up to be a, a banner Saturday. A little bit of everything. You know, I hadn't mentioned either. I got a hunter safety class coming up. Oh, i got to mention something else, too. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, i got a hunter safety class coming up June 23rd, so that's, what, next weekend? Yeah. Yep. Um, it's on a Sunday, 1 o'clock, and uh, if you want to get into that class, you need to go to tnwildlife.org, tnwildlife.org, sign up for the class, but that's going to be a, uh, a um, whatchamadoodle, an uh, online class. Okay. So you do the class, and then you come to the the uh, class at at Highland Sportsman Club, and uh, that's where we'll do the field day part of it to get you your hunter safety certificate. So that's coming up on the twenty third, and then uh, man, it's I'm only a month away, five weeks from Friends of NRA. That is so hard to believe. Five weeks. That means we got to get busy. Yes, we do. You got to sell some tickets, Rob. Oh yeah. If anybody needs a ticket, give us a call 267-1023. 267-1023. So that's coming up though the, on the 20th of July at the Weston. So it's going to be busy. Uh Thursday night I am the speaker at the mm. Trout Unlimited meeting and it's going to be at the Eddie Bauer store over on Gunbarrel Road. Uh near uh hamilton place how did y'all secure that they asked they asked if they we wanted to have a meeting there and we said yes so i'm the uh speaker for that uh starts at 6 p.m you do not need to be a tu member to attend and i will be speaking on the sunfish 
Well, and you cut down your 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 presentation, right? Correct. It's it's no longer a hundred plus pages PowerPoint. It was one hundred and three slides, but I've documented uh, about thirty of the forty species of what you and I would commonly refer to as brim. There are over forty species of brim. What do you mean you've documented them? I've I've caught about all of them or had friends. Oh, so these are pictures of your catches? Uh, a lot of them are. Some are pictures from uh, friends that have sent me the more exotic species. Cool. Let's talk to our friend. This is two weeks in a row, man. This is exciting. Good morning, gentlemen. I'll start out with just saying the magic word, bacon, <laughs> get this started off right. Um, <laughs> and we're on to food. <laughs> Listen, uh, the down in my neck of the woods, the big uh, bobcat caper going on down here. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Yeah, we're out looking for somebody with a lot of scratches, a lot of scratches. <laughs> That's so what I hear. Somebody you know that looks like they've been in a cat fight. Well, they probably have. Yeah, you know, I didn't know. Maybe did it walked up to your stoop or something? <laughs> I tell you what's the truth. Who would want to steal a little bobcat and and just have to fight it to get to it? I don't. I don't get it. Well, you know, there's a. Yeah. I kind of get the feeling they know who did it now. Um, I think they're trying to prove it. At least that's the way it kind of sounded on the radio yesterday. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what would motivate somebody to do that. And if you don't think a 14-pound cat can mess you up, you are sadly mistaken. Oh, yeah. I've got got two cats at the house, and they'll they'll just eat you alive if they, you know, they just decide. That's all they do. They just decide. Yeah, if, if, if you're doing something they don't like, then then they're going to fight back. There is no doubt. Uh, well, I'm glad the fishing deal went real well last week. I was listening to um, all somebody there in the morning, one of the morning shows during the week, and they were discussing it, and it sounded like everything really went well. So it did. Tickle, tickle for them. Tickle to death for them. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a great idea, and, uh, and I'm glad that they're committed – to several years to try to make this a really good if, if the weather had been like it is today i bet there would have been 250 people there oh um, yeah there's no doubt no doubt but when, I, my when, wife and i were go ahead no go, ahead, go ahead go ahead dave well my wife and i were discussing it you know i'm just uh, just itching in the next couple of years to go ahead and retire and we were talking about the story about it and uh she said I guess I know what you're going to do when you retire. And I said, oh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of Saturday volunteering going on. You know, just <laughs> I miss out on all that good stuff, but I'm really looking forward to getting involved in a lot more things. Well, you know, and I, and I th- that would be fun, I think. Um, you know, if you don't have to, if you don't have to do something uh, and you're just doing it because you want to, it, it's got a whole different attitude about it. Oh yeah, yeah. It turns it, it turns it away from the four letter word work. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, it's. I, I I wondered though, as much as you have seen driving, you know, through your windshield, is travel part of what you want to do when you retire? Uh, well, maybe by aircraft. I don't know. We, uh, <laughs> That's fair enough. I'm not sure we'll drive a whole lot, but uh, yeah, we're we're going to travel some. Yeah, I uh, I was I was telling my wife and actually having a conversation with somebody else the other, last week. I really have got it uh, a burr under my saddle to to get kind of a, a smaller RV. 
so I can, uh, instead of taking my grandson to, you know, the beach all the time, I could take him and see America. I think that would be so cool. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a, I've, I've run, well, let's see, I've been in 47 states. Let's see, I think 46 or 47 states over the years. And it's a, it's a beautiful place. So the great Northwest is just absolutely gorgeous and breathtaking out that direction. And of course, the, good old eastern mountains appalachians are just breathtaking to me too so it's, it's a beautiful place there's no doubt i we over the years you know we would get someplace and have a weekend and we'd rent a car and just go touring around and you know we've seen a lot of things enjoyed it over the years but it's it's turned into a job now so it won't be long <laughs> I, understand. In the old keys. I understand well sure, dave sure. i appreciate it man all right you guys have a great morning we'll talk to you soon that sounds great thank you see you buddy oh, bye-bye I guess we could really call him our truly our roving reporter of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Oh yeah, because he's definitely roved. We, we we never we never know where he's going to call from. Forty seven states, that's amazing. That's pretty cool. All right, let's go pay a bill. Tony Sanders Outdoors hanging with you this Saturday morning. To be part of the show, give us a call four two three two six seven one zero two three two six seven one zero two three. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying, it exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent, he's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Attention landscapers and lawn care specialists. Your customers want a green, healthy lawn, right? Are the products you're using getting the job done? Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland specializes in customized fertilizer blends that will have your customers' lawns looking like a golf course fairway. The pros at Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland are the experts in lawn care. So when you choose Beatty Fertilizer products, your customers and your competition will take notice. Guaranteed. Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, or online at BeattyFertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday morning. Well, since Dave brought it up, I'm going to go there. Okay. I don't think Evie was taken by some scratched up punks. Okay. I think Evie was released by PETA. Mm-hmm. I think it's PETA's fault. I think we need to blame PETA. They have a history of doing uh, that. They do this kind of crap. Yep. You know, they... they 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 don't think about the fact that you know this this poor little bobcat had been abandoned as a child and raised to adulthood by the great people at the uh, Chattanooga Nature Center. So I think it was Peter. I say we blame Peter. Why not? That's my idea. My take on it. Yeah, you know. 
Although uh, the officials say if you do see the cat, uh, if you do see Evie out, uh, please uh, take a picture of her and document the location and get the information to Taylor Berry, Evie's keeper. Yeah, here, here's the deal. And uh, the there was a, the lady, I guess, that heads up Nature Center was on radio one day, mm. Thursday or Friday, I don't remember. Friday, I guess. Even though she's a domesticated bobcat, she's still a bobcat. She's still a strong little critter. And anybody that owns cats knows that cats can be wicked anyway. Uh, evil. Really? <laughs> yeah. They can so, be nice, too, sometimes. They Don't can. make them always sound horrible. You haven't been to my house. We have four. Well, have you ever been to mine? I have two, and they're great. Anyway, Evie... Uh, cannot survive. Well, who knows what she'll do? Uh, they said that she. They thought she could eat. She could, you know, find food and and get it. The problem is, is defending herself is where she's going to struggle. Right. And uh, all it's going to take is. I mean, she's not very big. I think they said she was just a little bit over a foot. Right. Um. As a as a female, that's pretty small. Uh, I mean, they don't get a whole lot bigger, but I mean, it's still on the smaller end. Uh, so the the thing of it is, is what they want you to do is to take a picture if you see a bobcat in this area, and that's the Lookout Mountain, um, Lookout Valley area. If you see a bobcat, take a picture, and they will use the uh, g- embedded GPS coordinates in your picture to track where the picture was taken so they could go look and see if they can find her. They think if she sees the um, her handler, Taylor, that she would come to him or her. I'm not sure what Taylor is, male or female. But they think that she would come to Taylor. But they don't know. And so... She's probably she's probably just confused. Yeah. Uh, shame on PETA for doing that. Mm-hmm. They also tried to steal an eagle. Yeah, that was that's kind of weird. Have you ever seen the damage of, uh, the talons of an eagle can do? I've I've seen the talons of an eagle, and I've seen them come down and grab fish and small animals, and I would want no part of that. Of course, I wouldn't want a part of a bobcat either. But people that handle raptors, have you ever noticed what they wear? A big leather, like a like welder's glove. Welder's glove times two. Yeah. I mean, and the reason is, is those claws go right through your skin. They're, and they're, bone. And bone. And, and tendons. Yeah, they're they're not exactly, you know. And an eagle's claw is about the size of a human fist. Yes. I mean, yes. The, people don't realize how big eagles are until you get up close to one. They are big birds. Uh, yeah, our our buddy Corky up there had an eagle, you know, take his crane. Yeah. And that's a, the crane is a big bird. And if the eagle wants it, guess what? Eagle gets it. But uh, anyway, uh, so the bobcat is running around in the Lookout Valley area somewhere. And I don't know what kind of range they have. They actually said they hoped that she would come back to the nature center, kind of home back in. Uh, so who knows? I don't think they're just leaving the door open for her. Mm. Or other animals could get out. I don't know. 
hopefully, hopefully, the, hopefully, she'll be found. So, in in all seriousness, you know, we don't know if it was Peter or not. But why do you why do you do this? Well, uh, the only things I can think of is that either people were trying to steal it for like exotic animal trade, or somebody didn't like seeing captive animals. So, other than that, I don't know of another way that reason for them to want to release it or move it or keep it um maybe they thought it was more domesticated than she was and were thinking about stealing it and selling it to somebody who wanted one as a pet yeah you know and there are people out there that have domestic animals uh you know was it uh the boxer mike tyson he had tigers tigers and uh michael jackson had several wild animals Mm -hmm. um so people have them there's actually an exotics auction that happens place you know happens here in Tennessee, up in I think it's Cookville or Crossville, Cookville, one of the one of the sea cities. Oh, um, I think it's Cookville. Mm-hmm. I think they do like livestock on one day and exotics the next. Speaking of exotics, I driving home my driving home from bringing my mother home, I didn't want to take the interstate and uh, so I went the back roads and I'm driving through the middle of nowhere and at one point i my gps on my phone was gone i knew i was headed southeast by the sun but i was like eh, i'm not sure really where i am i'm driving along through farmland and i looked to my left and i thought goodness gracious there's something you don't see every day buffalo buff i mean full-blown american bison buffalo and i was well that would be a buffalo ranch yeah it would be a buffalo ranch but you just don't know where were you somewhere Somewhere in, near Colomont and north of that, and somewhere northwest of there. I, I have n- honestly have no idea. I don't even know the roads. I finally was I was on some two-lane roads that were taking me left, right, left, right. I just kind of kept going southeast. You knew you'd get there eventually. Yeah, I, I had no, I had no, I had nothing planned that day except to bring my mom home. And I thought, you know what? I'm not going to take the interstate home. I'm going to go see Americana, ish. Stuff and how was it? It was great. It was great. I really enjoyed my drive home. Well, I did the same thing too. Coming back from um, Asheville, North Carolina, and uh, decided to there. Well, there was a rock slide again uh, at the, near the state line. There's always a rock slide. I know, there. but this was going to affect my drive home. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, we'll go this way, and I found. Accidentally, the uh, uh, Tell the Dragon, the famous 319 yeah. turns and yeah. 11 miles right. in, in the mountains of North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was there. I, well, then you drove through Shady Valley where I was fishing. Yes. Pretty area up there, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, but I got, I got turned around up there. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do. Because uh, I, I was trying to go somewhere, and I had it in my GPS, and I was an hour and 12 minutes away. I'm like, okay. Well, then I get up into around the Tail of the Dragon, and, of course, like you, I lose all cell service, and, and I mean, all cell service. There's nothing. Mm-mm. So I get to a fork in the road, and I had to make a decision. I knew, <coughs> I knew the... If I turned to the right, I would go on the tail of the dragon, which I didn't really want to do in my car because there's a lot of motorcycles up there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. But I knew that was taking me back towards Knoxville-ish 
And if I turned to the left, I thought that would take me towards um, like Robbinsville and down through there. Well, apparently the route I was on was turned to the right. And because when I got cell service finally in Robbinsville, North Carolina, I was now two hours and 12 minutes from my destination. Oops. <laughs> and I just said, uh, not going there. Not going to happen. <laughs> not today. Oops. So, um, you know, but what I, I told, I told kind of, because I got really frustrated that I could not get, well, you know, they give us, they give us LTE service right on our cell phones. Right. What they don't tell you is the cell phone won't work if you don't have LTE. 3G, which, you know, is one notch below that, nothing works on your phone. Mm-mm. So I think they've really they've messed us up. I agree. So I got really frustrated, and I said, you know what? I won't do this again. I will not go off an area where I can lose service like that again if I don't have a map. An actual physical map. That I can actually look at. Right. I, I was so ticked that... Number one, I had thrown a map of North Carolina, the Asheville to Knoxville kind of area. I'd thrown that away before we or left it at the hotel. Um, oh, don't need that. Don't need that. I've got a cell phone. Oops. Yeah. So I will, I will have a map. I can do without the compass. I had a compass on my car that was working. But in the mountains, it really doesn't matter because it could go all kinds of different ways. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I actually broke out a paper map at one point on my drive home because I wasn't I where the phone said I was. I didn't think I was where I was. And, Were you? Uh, no, I was, the phone was off by a little bit, but oh. I was on a different road than what it had me on because it said unnamed road. Yeah, I love that unnamed road. All right, let's go pay a bill. When we come back, we'll be talking a little bit about what I don't know. We'll see here. Whatever we want to talk about. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway.
Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you this Saturday morning. All right, Taylor, you got your microphone? Always. I want to ask you a question. I want to answer your question. So we've, we've got the CWD issue that's come, become, and your family has a farm there in a resort yeah it's a hunting camping outdoorsman resort in in the in the in the zone man you're you're in the middle of it yeah right in the middle of it so what what are your what's your family saying what are they dealing with well honestly one thing that really did help us out was the extended like um hunt period because a lot of people were actually worried about it and we were like well i mean it's happened in all kinds of different states and you know they all still have big deer populations it's i mean I don't necessarily think the deer population is going to dwindle down too much. Um, it hasn't necessarily affected us too negatively because we have other aspects of the resort and everything like that. But um, at the same time, you know, one of our big aspects is the deer mm-hmm. population in Hardeman County. Um, and so it kind of has um, altered people's uh, ideas from coming out from Shelby County, which is in Memphis, or uh, Madison County which is just a uh, county north of us in Jackson, Tennessee. Right. Uh, instead of them coming down or uh, to Hardeman County, they're kind of staying where they are because uh, I guess it really hasn't spread out that much yet to those different uh, counties at the moment. Right. But, um, I mean, other than that, it really hasn't affected us too much. It's, of course, you know, we love animals. Like, me and my family, we've always loved animals. I don't think I could ever go hunting personally, but I don't, like I have nothing against it. In fact, I actually love hunters because I believe hunters care more about animals than most people do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I guess the most that we say about it is really like it kind of sucks. <laughs> I mean, like that's uh, and it's sad that it happens, and it's honestly a disgusting disease to watch. Like because we've right seen one or two come out with it, um, but yeah, I guess it happens is the best that I can say. So. Well, no, it does, but I know that it's something, as a commissioner, it's something that I, I think about. You know, I try to think about all aspects of what we're dealing mm-hmm. with, and I knew your family had a resort there, so I was kind of curious as, um, you know, what your what your family was saying as far as some of the th- moves that are being made and things like that. Yeah, I think uh, I think the biggest move is just kind of, because um, also Hardin County has a really good duck population. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, like, just opening up the different aspects of our hunting uh program not not just not necessarily just whitetail if that makes sense sure no. sure well it'd be interesting and uh i definitely would love to hear you know comments and stuff that comes from down there absolutely especially I'll since pass them your, all. your family is right there in the middle of it all mm-hmm. on ground zero yeah at least you don't have to worry about whirling disease so look on the bright side that's true Okay. There's no trout in Hardeman County. I understand. I, I get it. Um, I'm not sure that that... Anyway, I'll just let that go on. Yeah. I was saying it could be worse. <laughs> there could be more than it, one disease going on. Yeah, it could be, yeah you saying. could have a lot of... You know, just saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rob uh, obviously got his... Um, his compassion card going right now. Yeah, he had to he had to throw in what he cares hey, about. It could always get worse. Yeah, that's true. Have a great morning. <laughs> <laughs> too funny. Too too sad. All right. Well, you want a happy story? I need one. All now. right. Uh fourteen year old Andon Goins and Blake Wheat started their year fishing the junior Bassmaster tournaments and the two Tennessee youngsters from Ray County 
uh, graduated to high school series today. They got an 18-pound, 3-ounce limit of bass, and they won the tournament. Okay. So these two young men uh, actually said what they caught them on and where they Did caught they them. Did they really? They said they fell for a Hedden Zara spook, and they caught them in 50 to 70 feet of water. Good Lord. He said that the bass... Did they have on their little scuba gear down there? I, apparently. They said the bass in the morning were very active, and they were blowing up throughout the day, and they keyed on uh, catching suspended fish in the afternoon. Sweet. And the two young men, uh, this qualifies them for the Bassmaster High School Championship held on Kentucky Lake, Lake August 8th through 10th. So they were on a freshman team? Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Sweet. So they've got a, a very long career, at least four more years. So Good well, for them. Well done. No, it would be three more years. They're freshmen already. Oh, okay. Good Lord. You're an educator, too. Yeah, so supposedly. Hey, Bob, how are you? Hey, I, I got a question. I need some educational information to use so I can relate to my wife. Like, da 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 da. I heard this from Tony Sanders. <laughs> okay, the boy. You don't put any pressure on me now. This early in the morning. Well, I know that's right. We feed our deer. Uh, we we live up in McMinn County, and uh -huh. uh, we go through about three hundred pounds of uh, deer corn a week. And we have about ten to twelve deer. Yeah, they're big, and we have the yearlings. And my wife wants to know, why are the bigger deer pushing the yearlings away from the feed all the time? And I don't have an answer for it, an educational answer for it. Could you help me out? Uh, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's animal nature. Uh, they are, there's a couple things that are, are going on. Number one is they're trying to kind of push them out of the herd, so to speak, let them go off and do their own thing. Uh, they might be an offspring or something, right? Right. Well, that or uh, actually could be uh, some some other deer's offspring, and they're you're pushing. You know, deer are pretty, uh, especially male deer. At the right time of the year, they get pretty nasty, uh, as as you can yeah. evidence by the fighting. But I, I think you got a couple things happening. You got one at 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 a year old. They kind of need to go out and start doing their own thing. Uh, two. Uh, you have just the fact they're trying to make sure they get enough food as well. And at a year old, you're kind of on your own, so I'm not going to worry about you. Um, and then I think you've also got the aspect of um, the the toughening them up. I mean, the way the, the deer and, and animals in general work, uh, the biggest, baddest male is the one that gets to breed the, the woman. Uh, so, right. so they will actually, uh, you know, toughen them up and, and, and push them and, and, uh, and, and kind of like you see in a lot of tribes and stuff now, you know, like in Africa. Established dominance. Yeah. Establishing dominance and, and, and making, especially if it's one of their own, you know, one of their own offspring, they're really going to like, like we as, as men do. Try to uh, try to teach that young man how to be a man, and I think there's a lot well, of all of that going on. That sounds like a good answer. Now, now I'm educated. Now I can go to her and say, "This is why they're doing that," and I'd be a hero for today. Now, do you have cameras up? Uh, I don't. I, I got trail cams, but I got a good digital camera. Where I mean, the deer are so useless. I can walk outside and take photos all day long, and, they, and they're coming out all day long too. Normally, they're. There in the morning and evening, but these guys are coming out during midday and evening. 
Well, I've got a. Uh, I had I had an uncle. He's now passed on. He was a um, an engineer for the railroad, and he used to just laugh at us when he would come home from you know working uh, like midday or whatever. He'd go. I don't know why you idiots get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to go hunt. I see more deer at 11 o'clock in the day than I do at, at, at early morning. And uh, and he used to just laugh. He said, I see him all the time, you know, all day long. Right. And uh, he said, I just don't know why you guys get up so early. It's kind of crazy. Um, it is. But uh, I know I've, I've a good friend of mine who is uh, was most recently the president of CEOPA, the Southeastern Outdoor Press Association, has basically – carved a niche out of taking uh using game trail cameras and things like that to get pictures of critters and then writing about it and it's uh it's i just i find the cameras really fascinating when they know you're not there and the cameras are getting some of the pictures i just wonder what kind of pictures you even though they're as used to you as you as as you're saying i just wonder how the if if you weren't around how they would react and what that would look like on on the camera that's a, that's a good idea. You know, I do got a trail cam. I can I can put that up and see what the difference is, how they react to it. And it it probably be interesting to see what other other critters you have around. Um, oh my gosh! There's uh, yeah, we got a lot of birds too. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a couple of pages I'm I'm part of on Facebook, uh, like West Tennessee Deer Hunters, and this time of the year, uh, in Tennessee Deer. Deer hunters and woods and waters, the other one. And this time of the year, people are putting out their their game camera pictures, and uh, it's it's really interesting to see. You know, one picture you'll have four deer, five deer, and then two pictures later, that same camera's got uh, a couple of coyotes and some bobcats and different things on it. It's really interesting to see what all comes around at night. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you uh, giving some educational uh, advice there. Well, I hope I hope uh, I hope that satisfies your wife. I hope she uh, she appreciates that. But I do. I really think it's just uh, I think it's just animal nature, and they're just trying to uh, all the things that we kind of talked about. Sounds good. All right, sir. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. All right. There you go. Good question. I think you were spot on with that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing I have learned is. Animals, whether it's humans or whether it's out in the wild, they pretty much are very consistent. Mm-hmm. So we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Attention landscapers and lawn care specialists. Your customers want a green, healthy lawn, right? Are the products you're using getting the job done? Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland specializes in customized fertilizer blends that will have your customers' lawns looking like a golf course fairway. The pros at Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland are the experts in lawn care. So when you choose Beatty Fertilizer products, your customers and your competition will take notice. Guaranteed. Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, or online at BeattyFertilizer.com. 
Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping up this first hour. Hey, I just heard uh, our friends over at Sportsman's Commercial Run, and uh, I don't know. I was my uh, my my kids had asked me for gift ideas for my birthday and Father's Day and stuff, and I saw these at Sportsman's. And you know we all talk, you know we've all had the Leatherman or the Gerbers or whatever. Sog has come out with a multi-tool now, and I like it. Nice. Uh, they had a couple different sizes. That's a bigger one, obviously. And then that's a smaller version. But, man, I was looking at them. I was impressed. Um, Sog makes good stuff. Yeah, they do. So I think if uh, if you're wondering what to get Dad at the last minute, let me tell you, these, uh, these Sog multi-tools are pretty slick. You can find those at Sportsman's. On the if you walk in the store, gift bar on the right side is where they're at. They had a display of them. Always handy too, because oh yeah, I mean it's got a knife, screwdriver, it's got everything you, you'd ever need. And sometimes I I took apart a reel one night that was malfunctioning in a hotel room with a multi-tool, mm-hmm. and I needed a screwdriver to get into the reel. Well, had a screwdriver. I needed something to pry off the had a pry thing. You know, it was always always helpful. Always handy. So check it out. And if all else fails, trust me. Trust me. I know dads. Gift cards are just fine. Gift cards are great. They are just fine. Got the update on the story here. Okay. The North Dakota Fishing Game. We were talking about the 16-pound, 9-ounce walleye uh, two weeks ago that was taken uh, by a gentleman. And there was a question whether it was foul-hooked or not, and it, if it was, it could not be recognized as a state record. The department officials concluded that the fish was foul-hooked and snagged. Therefore, it cannot be recognized as a state record. So the old record stands, and Mr. Volk's uh, record has been nullified. You know, here's the part about that story that really aggravates me. Did get for God's sakes do a little bit of work? Did he did he foul hook it just reeling back in, or did was he snagging? There's a difference, right? Okay, I get it if if it's foul hooked, uh, but from the standpoint I'm reeling in and I'm I'm reeling in quickly. Boom, I snag it. Okay, but if I'm out there snagging it, yeah, that's a different animal. And, and and here, I guess I struggle, all right? And, and I'm sure this is some kind of purest thing. If I'm throwing a lure out into the water and I am reeling it back in and I am normally fishing and the fish goes to bite my lure but catches it on the side of its face instead, how is that not catching a fish? That's a very good question. I mean, I under, I get but, it. I get it. I understand. Uh, but it's I'm still catching the fish. I'm not. I'm I'm still using rod and reel. I'm still reeling. The fish is biting, and the fish snags the the hook snags the fish as he's biting. I mean, we've seen fish. They sling their heads when they're trying to get something. Oh yeah. 
I'm just not sure how that's not fishing. Maybe. And the guy had a state record. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear from somebody. And in, 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 I mean, again, I'm not trying to be argumentative. I just I don't understand. So give us a call. I'd love to. I'd love to discuss it. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vests, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you this Saturday morning. Father's Day weekend. You're not on. Apparently not. There I am. There you're back. Hi, I'm back. Did I go somewhere? Apparently, apparently so. Apparently. Hey, we were, um, yesterday we were talking about um, what we were going to talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. And several people talked about, you know, Father's Day. And you got started in the outdoors with your dad, right? Correct. Fishing. Correct. In uh, in Massachusetts. Uh, fished in Massachusetts. <laughs> Still got a scar on my thumb from that. Do you really? Yeah. Why? Uh, well, I'll show you. Foul hooked? Nope. Was not foul hooked. <laughs> you see that little white mark right there? Uh-huh. That is a scar. My dad had taken me fishing since, oh gosh, probably since I could walk. And uh, I was taught, you know, how to handle the fish. You know, you reach down, you stick your thumb in its mouth, and you pick it up, and you hold on tight, and it's going to wiggle a little bit, and then you get the hook out, and you let it go. Right. Well... We were up in Massachusetts, and we were fishing a stream, and I hooked this really long green bass, I thought, you know. It's this really long green bass. It kind of had, like, this chain marking on it, and I thought, well, this long bass kind of looks like a duck's bill, too. You know, well, I'll just reach down and lip it and pick it up. And, How old were you? Uh, probably about six or seven, mm-hmm. and uh turned out to be a chain pickerel which is a member of the pike species. They have teeth. Yes, lots of them. And I still have the scar to this day on my thumb <laughs> from where a pike bit me. So I learned that there are certain fish you can pick up and there are certain fish you should not pick up. And if it's log and green and has a duck-shaped head, don't stick your thumb in its mouth because it will chew it off and leave you with a permanent scar. That's a viable lesson. Mm-hmm. See? What do they say? You learn something new every day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I learned that day, don't pick best, up. Best don't, way to learn it. <laughs> don't lip. There's a certain fish you shouldn't lip, and I, I figured that out. I was lucky, and it wasn't like a bluefish or a shark or something like that. You know, I learned, don't pick up the long green fish, you know, or a gar or something like that. Yeah, don't lip a gar. Don't uh, lip musky or stuff like that. So, basically, that's what I learned that day. But, yeah, my dad... Took me fishing while so I was now was he a fly fisherman too? Yes, dad was. Well, he he did both. He, I remember my my very first uh, fly fishing trip with my dad, and we were ca- we were casting in these gin clear waters, and I was 
I think I whipped the water into a froth. Whoa, more, whoa, whoa, more stop, stop, stop. I've never heard that. Gin clear. Mm-hmm. Gin clear water. Just, you know, see see the fish, see the bottom, just perfectly mountain stream clear. And you're referring to gin as in the drink? Yes. Huh. See, I don't drink gin, so that's why I didn't know it was clear. Mm. But uh, I learned something new. Yeah, I think I pretty much whipped the water into a froth, and, you know, Dad gave up shortly thereafter. But I had fun, and, you know, that was what it was all about. So, but yeah, spent a lot of t- Dad took me on a lot of fishing trips. So, had a great time. Cool. I know for a fact that I can say every single fishing trip I've ever went on, I have fallen into the water at least once or twice. Like that doesn't surprise me. Well, no. It I mean, really if you if you look at me and you kind of like see my character, like that doesn't surprise anyone. But like, I don't think there's a single time, even like creeks that I knew, like that we lived right down the road from. We just walk in and like just step over, and all of a sudden my ankle just decides to break. I don't know. <laughs> there I go into the water. Head over teacups. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I can see that. Yeah. No, you you do appear to be athletic, so you know, not implying that you're not much. Just not coordinated is all. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Ralph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just helping you out here this morning. <laughs> That's too funny. Well, I mean, he he's athletic. He's just not coordinated is all. I mean, you know we. You, you know, you can't have everything in life. No, no, that's true. That's I'm, true. I mean, look on the bright side. You can reach things on the top shelf. I can't. So, I mean, you know. That is very true, Ralph. <laughs> yeah, I honestly didn't realize you were as tall as you were until I came in this morning. Like, God, you is tall. Yeah, tall and thin. Yeah, t- two things I would like to have. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to stick with short and dumpy and move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, boat registration fees are increasing for the first time in 12 years. Had somebody say something about it yesterday. Really? Yeah. I said, blame me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I voted for it. Blame me. Go ahead. Uh, Tennessee boaters have a month, have the month of June to renew their boat registration before the first fee increase in 12 years goes into effect July 1st. Say that again. First increase in 12 years. First increase in 12 years. The current fee the current fee for a 16-foot boat and under is 13 feet, 13, $13 for one year. Yeah, it's a dollar symbol. Yeah, not the foot symbol. Uh, $24 for two and $35 for three. The new fees will be 15 28 and 41 So it's going up $2 for the first year. Uh, three dollars for the second year, and uh, six seven dollars six dollars for the third year. And call me strange, that's not really. I I mean yes, it's an increase, but two bucks, really. I hope I hope you haven't had anybody complain about it. I mean, oh, are you kidding? Oh, me? I'm sure they have. It it's gone up from thirteen to fifteen. By gosh. It's two bucks. Do you know what I did? What? I renewed mine for three years. Two weeks ago. Okay. You know why? I don't have to pay for it for three years, okay? That's convenient. That's why I did it. Mm-hmm. Got in before. That's why I bought my... When did I buy? Do you want to know when? I can tell you exactly when. 
Wasn't it like the day before it went up? I can tell you exactly the day that the last time the the license, or not the last time, but the time before that, the hunting license went up. Mm-hmm. It would have been on, on a second. I got to get to the right, the right pocket here. You got too many pockets in your wallet there. All right. So, my license was issued on two twenty eight two thousand five. Mm-hmm. That means license went up on March first two thousand five. Correct. Because <laughs> I bought my lifetime license right before. Yeah, but that was a, I mean. My point is that was a significant increase. It was. A $2 increase for one year, I, you know, if you're going to complain about that, you know, I'm sure you can scrape together $2 with what you find in a couch, you know, for change. I if mean, you have a 16-foot uh, boat, right. I think you can afford a $15 registration for it. That's all I'm saying, personally. Yeah. Yes. What about the people that have... 18-foot kayaks? Uh, because they are not operated by a gas engine, electric motor, or sail, I don't believe it has to be registered. I knew that, and I feel good about that. <laughs> <laughs> now, but, no, but, but isn't that silly? I agree. That they don't have to register that? According to the press release, those vessels that are powered only by paddles, such as canoes, kayaks, paddle boards, and rafts, are not required to be registered. Nope. They're not. So if I go build a boat and put two paddles on each side, I don't have to register, is what you're saying. Correct. Well, no. <laughs> only if you don't put a motor on the back well, of it. Well, there won't be a motor on the back of it. I can't afford one of those. <laughs> you give me too much credit, Tony. <laughs> No, no, I just, I'm just, I just want to clarify. You cannot if you stick a motor on the back. If you got a canoe, you don't have to register. You put a engine on the canoe, a, even a uh, trolling motor, you now have to register it. I have a canoe. I have a, a 17 foot canoe that has a trolling motor on the back. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. But I had to register. Anytime the trolling motor's on there, I have to register. So, if you're just using paddles, no. If you have any sort of engine, yes. So there you go. Mm-hmm. You still have a kayak, right? Yes. I want to go down and, um, and and fish the tournament in Louisiana. Oh, the the redfish tournament down there. The uh, yeah, but the, what's it called? Uh, riding the bull. Oh yeah. Uh, a good friend of mine won it one year, but I think that'd be kind of cool to go down there and fish that. How many thousands of kayakers do that, though? I mean, that, there was like a couple hundred, I think, last year. Oh, I know. But I saw that. that. That's a big tournament down there. But that would be fun. Oh, yeah, it would be. So. And I got redfish flies out the wazoo, so we'd be good, good shape. Cool. Um, oh, speaking of that, you were, you were telling me about a book you started reading. Yes, yes. I've started reading a book. I'm not all the way through with it, but I'm going to recommend it to anybody who's interested in reading. It's called The Feather Thief, and it's about a young man. Who, it's a true story. Right? It's a true story. Um, a young man who was a salmon, uh, salmon fly tire broke into a British Museum of Natural History and stole birds that were... Uh, rare and, uh, and even a few species that are on the extinct uh, list and all this uh, other materials and he 
took birds from like Darwin, uh, the Darwin, uh, what do you call it, expedition, uh, the Darwin, when he went to the Galapagos, he I think about I think about the Darwin Awards. Well, <laughs> this guy, anyway, the kid broke in, stole them, and then started selling the feathers on the internet, and um, I'm just to the point in the story where he's broken in and made his getaway from uh, the Museum of Natural History with all these feathers, and he's starting to sell them on the Internet for thousands of dollars because these feathers are so rare and, you know, you can't get them anymore. And they, they in there they talked about violation. Uh, in, the, in the preface they talked about the uh, Endangered Species Act, uh, what you can and can't import into the United States. They talked about the uh, how the feathers uh, used by salmon uh, fly tires are some of the birds are fully extinct now, and you can possess them if they were like in a if a museum sells a bird like that, then you can possess them under certain laws, and it, it's gotten really interesting. And it talked about the Lacey Act in there too, and I was like, hey, I was kind of like you a minute ago. Hey, I know what that is, so. Interesting. Yeah, I'm halfway through it. It's a really good book. I, I started it last night, and i um, already halfway through it. I had trouble putting it down last night, so really good book, I think. All right. I'll let you know how it turns out next week. Yeah, it sounds good. Is there, are you not going to be here anytime soon? Or it's me that's not going to be here? Yeah. Tony's in the door. I'll be right back. Here come the ducks hit the high are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Attention landscapers and lawn care specialists. Your customers want a green, healthy lawn, right? Are the products you're using getting the job done? Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland specializes in customized fertilizer blends that will have your customers' lawns looking like a golf course fairway. The pros at Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland are the experts in lawn care. So when you choose Beatty Fertilizer products, your customers and your competition will take notice. Guaranteed. Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491. 472-5491 or online at BeattyFertilizer.com. All right, so we got to try something out here. Okay. Go to internet, whatever it is. Go to the, go to the interweb. Go to the interweb. Okay. All right, topsportsmanswarehouse.com. Because after saying it for all these years, the sportsmanswarehouse.com, I've struggled with going to sportsmans.com, and I want to make sure that it still works. I don't want to be sending you to the wrong place. How many times does there we go? Was it was it going to do? Drum roll. Hot. Look, it gets us there. <laughs> Sorry, Carl. I'll get it right, you know, in another 10, 12 years, but yeah, they both work. <laughs> Yay. Sportsmans.com. Sportsmans.com to get the firearm that you need. Now, I've actually used that to get a gun shipped in. Oh, cool. Um, one time when they had, uh, I was having trouble finding a certain gun that was not available. Well, it was available. It just would come in and be sold almost immediately. 
So I said, I can solve this problem. Order it, ship it in. Guess what? They what? didn't sell my gun. Except to me. Because you ordered it. Exactly. Hmm. That's a pretty slick deal. Uh, and matter of fact, there's twice the guys over there have told me to do that. One was the um, six-hour P365. Right. And uh, I was going to do that, and then I didn't have to because we were at a, um, a banquet where they were helping out. And I was talking to Tyler, and he had mentioned they just had a few come in. So he called back to the store and told them to hold me one before they, and you know what? I'm what? glad he did because they sold the ones they had, except for the one that they were holding for me. Awesome. Uh, but there have been a couple of times they said, look, we can't get them in, and when we get them in, we can't keep them. So call them and, uh, and, or, or go online, order the one you want, have it shipped to the store. That way it'll be there when you get there. And won't get sold. Smart move. It is. So it may not be, as I say in the commercial, just because it's on, it's not on the shelf. You can't find what you want. It may be you know exactly what you want, but you can't get it because it's a hot gun. So, or a left-handed model. That's you know, I being naturally left-handed, I always looked at the left-handed guns, and a lot of people don't keep a real large stock of them because there's not a lot of left-handed shooters. Well, no, it's not so much that. Um, there. You know, when you take the number of how many, what's the percentage of people that are left-handed? About thirteen percent. All right, so that that reduces it a lot right there. And then how many of those would be shooters out of that thirteen percent? So you know, it comes down uh, to to a pretty small number. So, but what I have noticed is most people don't do left-handed guns very well. Hmm. The it's not as in theory. In theory, it's simply just reversing the gun. In theory, yes. Everything's, you, but it doesn't work that way. There have been a few guns out there. Remington actually did fairly well with left-handed guns. Um, but I, th- I also like what a couple of people did. Browning said, okay. So they made a bottom eject. Right. Eliminated the rider left-handed and just bottom eject. Um, there's been a couple of left-handed rifles, which I think that would be easier a little bit, uh, because rifles are more of a single shot type of deal, even if they're a repeater. Um, but I remember Remington came out with left-handed semi-automatics because Kyle shoots left-handed. So this is where I really got into the left-handed guns, trying to figure it out. And, and I finally bought him a Browning BPS as his first gun just because I couldn't find a left-handed gun that I really liked. And the bottom eject makes a lot more sense because it can go left or right. It just happens mm-hmm. to eject off the bottom. That, that, that's a better idea than an actual left or left-hand eject gun. And then with the, um, you know, we've always had side-by-side double barrels now you got the over and unders so a lot of people go with that instead right and i don't have a problem with that you know there's very few times i need more than two shots there are some um sandy crane sometimes you'll get into that third shot dove hunting absolutely um bird hunting quail hunting things like that uh absolutely but oh it's Speaking of quail, mm-hmm. uh, there is a meeting, if you're yes. interested, 
Yes. Uh, the tri-state yes, yes. chapter of Quail Forever is hosting a free educational free educational meeting uh, June twenty seventh at six p.m. at the Chattanooga Fire and Police Training Center at thirty two hundred Amnicola Highway. Uh, it'd be great if you could let them know that you're coming. But uh, the tri-state chapter of Quail Forever will be meeting. Yeah. Here's here's the deal. This is what we're trying to do. Uh, you know, we were talking a bit earlier about you and starting to fish with your dad when you were very young. I was a hunter uh, from from the standpoint. Now, my dad and I fished, uh, but we weren't snobs like you and your dad. We didn't go <laughs> we didn't go trout fishing in um, in Massachusetts or things like that. We were we were uh, trot liners in, in Tennessee. Gotcha. I'm with you. Uh, but we were we were hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I've, I've said it on the air many times. I never deer hunted until I was 30. It just was not something. My dad didn't deer hunt, and so I didn't. And somewhere in my 30s, early 30s, I started deer hunting. Uh, and while I enjoy deer hunting, it is probably the, it's not the thing that really fires me up. Bird hunting is. And dad and I would, uh, we quail hunted. We had, we had Britneys my whole life and, uh, used to hunt quail up, uh, on Signal Mountain and grouse and, and all that. Matter of fact, uh, uh, the, the guy that died last week that had, you know, killed the three people, we had hunted that area not far from where that happened. Um, you know, cause we used to quail hunt up there all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, my love is the upland game and the quail and things like that. Well, um, a couple of, several years ago, we actually started the Tri-State Quail Forever, and it just really didn't go anywhere. And uh, so Chris Wilmore has taken us up, uh, uh, loves bird hunting. Chris and I have been to Kansas quail hunting, and uh, he goes up uh, South Dakota hunting, and so we're just this is this thing that's going to happen on June twenty seventh. It's it's free. It's not going to cost you anything. Um, but we'll take money if you want to help donate to the cause. You know, because we're like every other nonprofit out there. We're trying to raise. Uh, you know, we don't have. It's not like we have a budget to work with. Right. We don't raise money, but we're not. This there's nothing being asked for at this thing, and it's we're going to have uh, Andy Edwards here, who's a regional biologist and Quail Forever representative, is going to be talking about. Quail habitat needs quail, uh, and how quail forever can help, and it's a pretty cool deal. Uh, afterwards, we'll talk about we're going to do a we're going to do a banquet later in the year, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. And it's going to be a small banquet, just something to try to get things going. And uh, but yeah, I think it'll be pretty cool. I'd love to see quail make the comeback that wild turkeys have made. I would too. I would too. Because I remember hearing them. In the evenings, as a kid, you know, I remember hearing the quail, and uh, you just don't hear that anymore. No, you don't. So I'm excited about this. This is going to be Thursday the 27th, so just a little bit over two weeks away, or under two weeks away, I mean. Um, no cost. Chattanooga Fire and Police Center right there on Emicola Highway, right central in the city. And uh, it's just going to be, we're going to be in one of the training rooms. We're just going to have a, a get-together and talk about what... Uh, what we're hoping to do so please come out be a, good, be a good meeting i think so i think so all right you know what time it is 
What time is it? It's time to pay a bill. We're going to pay a bill. We'll be back, though, won't we? We will be back. I'll be back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Attention landscapers and lawn care specialists. Your customers want a green, healthy lawn, right? Are the products you're using getting the job done? Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland specializes in customized fertilizer blends that will have your customers' lawns looking like a golf course fairway. The pros at Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland are the experts in lawn care. So when you choose Beatty Fertilizer products, your customers and your competition will take notice. Guaranteed. Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491. 472-5491 or online at Beatty Fertilizer. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. What were we talking about? We were going to talk about something. And I got sidetracked at the auction. I apologize. Uh, We got two things we can talk about. We can either, either, I'm going to give you your choice. We can either talk about this or we can talk about that. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, let's talk about that. Now, is that in Idiots or, or something? or? Yeah, this is in Idiots Outdoors. The state of California? State of California. Idiots. They've moved one step closer to an all-out ban on trapping in the state. Uh, House Assembly Bill 273 seeks to basically hammer the final nail in the coffin by making it unlawful to sell furs. And this would pro- prohibit anyone who has a trapping license or a fur dealership from... Uh, license from being able to sell the furs. Uh, they've already put a ban on traps such as conor bear, foothold, and snares in the state as a result of a 1998 ballot. So by banning the selling of furs, trappers will have no way to recoup the cost of their equipment or their license fees, and they will probably be forced to sell their traps. Are they going to ban fur coats too? Because I know all the Hollywood actors really like to uh, you know, wear their fur coats and stuff. So if they're going to uh, ban the idea of where, like, four furs, why can they wear them? That's just my take on that. And that's a that's a legitimate question. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh, most of those are fake furs anyway. Like the Hollywood people, they're all fake. They're faux. <laughs> they're faux Much people. Much like the people, the furs yeah. are fake as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So basically what they've done is uh, you can't have these traps, you can't have that trap, you can't have this, and now you can't sell anything that you trap. You know, it, it, I find it sad, and, and I, I don't spend a lot of time. I'll actually, I actually, God, I can't believe I'm going to say this on there. I actually like California. I like parts of California. I mean, there are, it's just cool, the, the diversity of the state. Uh, I mean, I can live without, you know, parts of it too but but it just saddens me that a state that was founded as truly about as the wild wild west as you could get has become kind of leads into the next story let's just do this all right now let let me let me tell you i'm probably going to offend a lot of people with my commentary as we get through this story okay and that's okay and have it you you can reach down and turn the dial Turn it back at at seven o'clock for outside with Cindy, but if I if if you're if you're easily offended, this would be a good time to to turn it off. Okay, uh, I and I don't care if you do. I really don't, and I don't care if you ever come back to me. Okay, well we're gonna read. I'm gonna read this article that I read earlier, and I feel dumber for having actually read it. Yeah, you never can get this time back. No, and then you, you then you made me feel dumber this morning by by telling me about it. There. Uh, there's a website called Ask Men, How to Become a Better Man. Yeah. God. And, this is going downhill quick. Yep. And obsolete, obsolete skills that you should ditch. But the author also gives you things. If you ditch this skill, you should learn this new skill. All right. So skill number one I should ditch. Hunting. <coughs> no. Hunting was a hugely important skill for much of human history. But in the light uh, and rise of cheap, readily available farm factory meat, Hunting's relationship to the food has actually disappeared for the overwhelming majority of the population. Now, what you should do is learn to cook for yourself. All right. So, I'll, before what's what's the, who's the dude that wrote this? Uh, his name is Ian Stauber. Mr. Stobler, Stauber. Here's the deal. As a hunter, I'm a cook too. Mm-hmm. I cook stuff that even that I don't hunt. Right. Right. So that's dumb. Yes. If you're not in touch with your manly side, that's okay. That's okay. Well, my problem is, where are you going to get the meat to learn to cook for yourself? As uh, as I often say, I would much rather be a hunter-gatherer than a shopper. Mm-hmm. Number two? Number two is fighting. Okay, I, I'll give him that. Yeah, uh, you shouldn't fight, but they say you should learn to meditate instead. Now, my question is, are you going to meditate, when, at least learn to defend yourself? From the possibility of physical violence, I'm not going to meditate if somebody's punching me in the face. No, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not in. The, I'm not. I'm just going to pull out a gun and shoot you. Yeah, I'm not going to fight. Repairing your car, you don't need to learn how to do that. Not to mention the increase, increasingly electric cars and public transportation <laughs> are more available. Cycles are a great option for environmental reasons. So you really don't need to learn how to, you know, take care of your car. Instead, you need to learn how to code. <laughs> working on the computer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is the same man bun wearing guy that has to call a yellow truck to come change your tire, too, right? Oh, I'm sure. All right, let's go. Is the subtitle called This is a Joke? I mean, no, no, it's, it's, no, it's, no hey, this, this is guy was serious. Yeah. yeah. Don't bother learning to fix things at home. Power tools, you know, you, you don't need to learn how to use those. You know, as with car maintenance, if. The man who owns his house should therefore know how to take care of it is an outdated concept. Okay, good. 
Good. So instead of learning to fix things and learn how to use drills and hammers and mm-hmm. set up drywall and stuff like that and tile and all the other good stuff, you need to learn how to decorate your house. You know, the other day, the, no kidding, I repaired, we had two fans, you know, bathroom fans? Yeah. That were making noise and squeaking and stuff. They were wonky? Yeah. I pulled them down. I cleaned them. Then I, then I used some silicone and cleaned them. And they spin now faster, quieter than ever. I'm like, it was, it was, I felt good about myself. Yeah. You accomplished something. You're responsible for your home. Okay. Let's go on. Being a leader. Uh-huh. Don't be a leader. Learn how to collaborate oh, instead. Good Lord. Don't be a discipline. Here, here we go. We just, we celebrated D-Day, right? Right. I think we need to do this. Oh, no. Let's. Let's let's about talk it. about this. Should, do we really need to get off this LST land? Let's go. Let's go. Being a disciplinarian, it's, don't be a disciplinarian to your children. Instead, learn to communicate with them. Oh, good. Uh, let me just say, I think most of the problems with kids these days is the fact that they're not ever disciplined. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. Call me uh, whatever you want to call me. I don't care. Old-fashioned. Yeah, old-fashioned. Here we go. Don't hold your emotions in. Instead, learn to talk about your feelings. Oh, Rob, mm-hmm. talk about our feelings. Mm-hmm. And this is the biggest crock of hooey I've read in a long time. I know, and I have, and I, like I said, I am dumber for having read this. I'm going to go talk to my buddy, Tom. Hey, Tom. <laughs> hey, Tony Tiger and Rob the Shark, man. How are you? How are you doing, How are you Tom? Doing? Good. I'll tell you, man, you don't, uh, as far as children are concerned, I'm your father. I'm not your friend. Here, here. Uh, I'm, supposed, yes. I'm here to be a disciplinarian. I'm here to show you that uh, you can be all the things you want to be, but you're going to have to work hard at it. You know, Tom, I, I, I tell you, I'll, I'll never. This Father's Day will, and uh, and of course, my dad's gone now. And but I'll never forget. Uh, I made some derogatory comment about somebody. I'm not going to say who or why or what. My dad, and this, I was about 16 or 17 years old. I was on the. I was in the back of his pickup truck doing something. He literally pulled me out of the truck and brought me down to his eye level, and and uh, and you know what? He told me that uh, I was if I was going to talk that way that I didn't need to stay there, and I learned my lesson pretty quickly. So I hear That's Max. Really good. I hear That's Max. Really good. Well, I know. I know one thing as far as discipline is concerned. You can't talk to a shark, and you can't talk to a tiger. <laughs> you just got to do what you're told. Man, you better go walk your dog. He sounds like he's ready to go. Yeah, he's looking for a piece of meat. There uh, you go. <laughs> you, 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 guys, you guys be good. I'll be, I'll be chatting with you. Sounds Boy. good, Tom. Talk to you later. See you, Tom. See you guys. Happy Bye. Father's Bye. Day. Bye. All right. We're done with this uh, segment. Headed out to the break. Uh, Mr. Ian Stobler. Stobber. I'm sorry. You just... I can't get that time back. Mm-mm. I can't believe somebody actually wrote that article. And I can't believe it's actually on an Ask Men. I mean, what if somebody really thought this was good advice? The, the, he does. Obviously, the editor does. I don't. Mm-mm. We'll be right back. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. 
Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping it up this Saturday morning. Beautiful Saturday morning. Temperatures in the 50s. Life is awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Calendar-wise, here we go. Uh, the 23rd, there's going to be a hunter safety education class. You need to go to TWRA and sign up for that. The uh, This is yeah. This is uh, the city cl- or online class. Right. So you got to do the coursework before you come to the course. It's pre-work. You got to do it. It's not something you can start on that morning and finish it up by the time you get there. I'm just telling you. And that's going to be out at Highland Sportsman's Club at 1 p.m. Check out TWRA's website uh, for more information on signing up for that class. The 27th, the Quail Forever meeting will be meeting at the Fire Department Training Center at 6 p.m. Come by for an informational session and learn about quail habitat and restoration of quail. On the 20th of July, it's going to be the Friends of the NRA. They're going to be out at the Westin. Doors open at 5 p.m. It's going to be a hoot. It'll be a lot of fun. Get your tickets now to avoid disappointment. Yep. And then on... And, and, and let, me, let, me, let me tell you, for those, we sell tickets by the table. Uh, out of the 32, 33 tables, there's only about five or six that are sold as individual tickets. It's just the way, for whatever reason, that's just the way it happens. 28 of the, t- of, the, of the tables in there will be sold as tables. Right. So it, it goes quick. I mean, I sold two last night uh, on the way home from work So to the same guy. So it's just, just understand when I say we're going to sell out, we'll sell out. And I don't want you to be disappointed. Book now. Book now. On the ninth or on the fifth of September, uh, the Medal of Honor Heritage Center is going to be having a sporting clays event at Benton Sporting Clays. So that the money for that goes to help the Medal of Honor Heritage Center. And uh, this Thursday night, I will be speaking at the Trout Unlimited meeting. I will be the featured speaker speaking on brim, and it will be at uh, Eddie Bauer on uh, Gunbarrel Road over there near Hamilton Place. And y'all will be happy to know I've convinced him to take out about 30% of the slides, so there's only about 70 of them. Right. So. I, I'm paring it down. So it's a very informational It only lasts, session. what, three hours? Yeah, three to five hours is all. No, I'm kidding. It will be out of there in an hour. So you don't have to be a TU member to attend, and if you want to learn a little bit about Brim and learn some interesting facts and learn how to fish for them, and, and Come let, on by. Let, let me say in all seriousness, there's there's probably not many people more educated on Brim than Roberto here. So if you really if you really do want to understand those little critters, go listen to what he's gonna say. I'm just I'm giving him credit because it's he he's earned it. I am a brim bum. I've traveled a thousand six hundred miles one way to catch a species of brim that only lives in a certain place. So yeah, I How many of the Forty-two thousand species of brims. Have you caught? 
out of the 40 species, I probably caught about, I'd say, 25 mm. ballpark. There's some, there's like the pygmy banded sunfish, which happens to occur in West Tennessee, and it's only about three centimeters long, but it's a member of the sunfish family, and it's super small, so you don't really catch it. Yeah, I don't, uh, I can't say I've caught more than one. I didn't know there was more than one, so <laughs> I may have to go just to hear. All right, Taylor, thanks for being here, man. We enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. And uh, we will see everybody next week. Happy Father's Day. Hope everybody has a good weekend. Good Lord only knows all the stories it can tell. Granddaddy's gun. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.